Welcome to Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. In Season 5, we're focusing on all things customer service, from online reviews to in-house management. If you are a business of any type, there's something that you can learn on this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Welcome to season five of Off the Rock, On the Record. So glad you're joining us. And this season, we're talking about customer service. So one of the big things that we focus on with our clients is creating a customer experience that is engaging and endearing, because that's an enormous part of what makes public relations, is how your customers interface with your business. So it doesn't matter if you're a B2B business, if you're a really niche business, or if you're a consumer-facing retail organization, your company needs to have a customer service plan in place. And so we brought Lauren in today for our first episode to talk about the basic roadmap to customer service for your business. So thanks for joining us, Lauren. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start by asking, I think when we think of customer service, we think about the companies that we engage with most regularly. So those are the the grocery stores we go to or the shops that we Uh, frequent, but why does customer service matter to every business? I think it matters because customer service is such a noticeable thing. If it's lacking or it's just really bad or you just have downright awful customer service, then that is going to stand out and be very apparent to your customer and probably drive them away immediately. If you have mediocre customer service, there are a lot of people who are still going to notice that. I go into places sometimes and I maybe get a half smile and a little hey or a nod. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I don't need everyone in the grocery store to welcome me with (laughs) open arms and balloons and confetti, but it still is noticeable. But on the other hand, when you see someone who, you know, exudes amazing customer service, that really catches your attention too. And that's what creates loyalty among your customers. So if you have good customer service, it's only going to be a benefit to your business. While if you have mediocre or even poor customer service, it's almost positively going to negatively impact your business. So it doesn't matter if you're the grocery store or a coffee shop or a wedding dress shop or boutique or, you know, pet food store. Um, you You have customers no matter what they're shopping for and the way that you, you know, your employees present themselves to customers really matters. Absolutely. And one thing that really stands out to me and that I've learned working at Obsidian is that there are places that we we shop from, for lack of a better word, as a firm. And we have had, because Lauren and I have worked together on a couple of these products that we've purchased for our firm, we've had some really great experiences where we've been given a a single person who helps us create our accounts or work through issues with our um, product that we purchase. And then we've also had some that I really think they couldn't care less 
We have a new person every six weeks. And so those kind of things we notice and talk about in the office. And so even in those experiences, we can definitely tell. But I wanted to ask if you have a, a personal example of somebody that or a business that you frequent that really does customer service well and what some of those qualities are that they uh, do well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I really have several because I'm a loyalty type of person. Once I find that place that offers a great product and great customer service, I'm always going to go back to that same place. Um, I don't know if that's a trait of being an older millennial or zennial, but I tend, or just my personality, but I tend to frequent the same places that I know I'm going to have consistent service at. And so my example is Hollywood Feed. And if you don't know what Hollywood Feed is, it's a um, pet supply store um, that started here in the Memphis area, but has grown exponentially all over the Southeast in the past several years. And my family started shopping at the original Hollywood feed um, when I was younger and we had dogs and cats. And so when my husband and I got our first dog, it was only natural for me to go to Hollywood feed. And uh, that's what led me there. But what kept me there was the outstanding customer service from top to bottom from walking in the front door to getting in my car and leaving after a purchase. I actually have to stop by there this afternoon, Mm -hmm. and it's always a pleasure to go in there because they, number one, acknowledge you immediately and ask what you need help with, and they don't hesitate to offer to grab the item for you and bring it right up to the desk. So if I don't feel like lifting the... 35-pound bag of food today. I don't have to. Most of the time I do because, you know, I like to pretend that I I can do it myself. (laughs) Um, But they also have, um, they're very confident in their recommendations. They have a lot of information. I will go in there sometimes for the most odd things like I need a different kind of toothpaste for my dog. They can tell me every single thing about every type of toothpaste they offer and they ask questions like well how old is your dog what are your dog's teeth like Mm -hmm. you know they ask all the right questions and then they can tell me very specific information and give me a good recommendation anytime they recommend something to me I tell them to add it to my tab because (laughs) it it good customer service really sells so I also really love and appreciate as a really busy working uh, mom who also kind of has a long commute um, in and out of work. Uh, Their new uh, same-day delivery service, I've used that a few times when I've been in a pinch, and it has been wonderful. You just order it online, and it's there within an hour, I think, if you order it before 5 p.m. that same day. Um, So that's been a huge help. So just things like that, like going the extra mile for customers and really, like, meeting people and their needs really stands out to me and um, creates loyalty. I think what you just said is key, is meeting people and their needs. And one of my favorite features is our local grocery store has recently come out with a we shop and bring it to your car kind of function. And while I won't say that every single experience I have with our grocer is 
the best example of customer service. I will say that we pick up our groceries at the same exact time on the same exact day because the particular employee that is on staff at that day will call me in the middle of the day and say, hey, Taylor, I know that you usually get Honeycrisp apples and you picked Crips Pink apples because they're on sale this week, but we just really don't have any that aren't bruised and I know it's a preference of yours, so are you okay if I switch it out with Honeycrisp apples? And he comes out to the car and he knows where I work and he asks me about my job and he's kind and welcoming and like told me about his midterms and just like we we really enjoy seeing him every week and so his customer service just as the individual employee has made us shop at that grocery store every single week just because we want to see him right it really is all about the employees and you know their own initiative but also the training they receive and you know, how they're empowered by their employers to do that kind of thing. And I guess that leads us into kind of our next point is those examples, I was kind of racking my brain for the stellar examples, and I kept coming upon more examples of places where I need the goods and services, but the experience is either subpar or terrible. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so why do you think that customer service is lacking in so many businesses? I think it's definitely a number of things. It's going to differ by industry, but one thing is just the willingness of the employer to spend the necessary amount of time and resources training their employees, but also like empowering them to provide a customer service. Sometimes, you know, if you've ever watched Um, undercover boss you may have seen episodes that you know at the end of the episode they really thought oh my word I'm glad that this was brought to my attention because I didn't realize this policy was preventing good customer service so it's really about what the employer allows employees to kind of take upon themselves and do for a customer if it's an out-of-the-ordinary type of situation, just like you said about the um, the grocery employee who took it upon himself to call you and ask questions about changing out an item. Some, you know, places may not allow that because it's about a time crunch, like less time equals more money for us. Mm-hmm. So let's just focus on that. And, you know, I think a time has a lot to do with it, but also... Um, you know, listening to employees and their ideas like, hey, I think we can improve customer service by doing A, B, or C. Even if it's such a, you know, small, simple thing, just giving them the tools and resources to just be able to do those things mm-hmm. um, is what matters. And so I think if you're a, an employer who is not, uh, you know, maybe you ha- kind of have your set training and then it's kind of a one and done thing and then you know, you're not regularly implementing, you know, customer service trainings or new programs or new, you know, just brainstorming with your team and that kind of thing, it can just become really routine. And I think people look at that as, well, this is just my job, you know, Mm -hmm. this is my job. I don't have to do anything else or go above and beyond. I'm just here to clock my time and check out. And that's where things go south with customer service. Absolutely. And I think one thing that is important to to realize is that 
yes, you can have faith in your product, but at the same time, there is always a chance that you have to recall a product and pull it off the shelves, or Mm -hmm. you have to go through something that your product inventory takes a hit. And so if your business is built upon the superiority of your brand or product, you are always going to be susceptible to lose customers if you don't have the right customer service plan in place. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's the winning combination is both quality product or service and wonderful customer experience. So it's it's not one or the other. It's both. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're in a digital era. It's very different how you engage with customers online versus in person. Mm -hmm. And I can give you an example of something that happened recently. To me, I'm not an online shopper. I don't like it. I don't like having stuff left on my front porch. I don't like not being able to try things on and feel things in my hands. I'm just a very tactile person when it comes to shopping. And so I ordered a sweater online, and I was very... (laughs) reticent to do so I was just like I don't is this going to be itchy I just don't know um but I did it because it was on a good sale and when I put it in my cart I had another item in my cart and I was like I don't think I want the other item but because I had two different things in there I did not have the option to do in-store pickup which would have waived the shipping fee and would have reduced my taxes um, and the shipping fee was like $10. So it was a significant shipping fee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then when I dropped the other item out, I forgot to check and see if I could do the in-store pickup. And I could have, but I'd already placed the order. So I was like, do I call customer service to try to switch it, or do I just eat the $10? And so very out of my character, I decided to call <laughs> the company. Because normally I'm just like, whatever. Right, right. Don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And they were so prompt number one to get back with me and they said you know what we're still going to ship it to you and we're just going to waive your fee and I got an email 20 minutes later that said your shipping fee's been waived here's your adjusted balance and it gave me some next steps if the adjustment didn't show up on my bank statement later and so I was really glad that I did it because it took me I'm not kidding three minutes she was kind she understood what I was asking and she said you know what Instead of going through the whole process of canceling the order and reordering, we're just going to waive your shipping fee. And that was a a very small thing that they could do that really meant a lot to me. And Mm -hmm. it made me more likely to shop in Mm -hmm. the future. Um, And so I wanted to ask you about the digital era. Mm -hmm. How can you try to capitalize on those very rare opportunities when you actually do interact with customers? Mm Mm-hmm. That is a very good question. I've actually been running into more good examples lately. I feel like improved customer service and engagement and interaction online is really becoming, uh, or people are thinking of new creative ways to do that and how to improve, uh, you know, online, the digital help chat is not a new thing, but for certain companies, I found that sometimes it's just a robot or the person, you know, is only given a certain set of answers or permissions to do X, Y, Z. And a lot of times you would run into a problem where they say, sure, I'd love to help you with that, but you're going to have to speak to a certain person in this department and it's like well why 
why was this an option on the chat? You mm-hmm. know, why why could I submit my question for some kind of technology help if I have to call somebody? I just wasted 15 minutes. So other times, though, the chat people have been amazing. And when you really have someone who is knowledgeable about the business and empowered to make decisions for customers right then and there, they don't have to put people on hold to go ask managers or whoever it is and are, are limited to certain responses, then you really can provide quality interaction and service. And it's very convenient for people at work. Like if I'm sitting at my desk and it's just, I can't just wait on the phone in a conference room for 30 minutes waiting for somebody to answer, then I can have a chat message and still keep working on other things while I'm waiting on answers and such. But um, one of them, I use Origins. And so the store closest to me uh, closed last year. And so now I just primarily order online. Well, they have people on a help chat on their website and they are very helpful if I have a question about a product um, that I want to try. And they're super knowledgeable and can answer questions about like my specific skin, which Mm -hmm. is very good. So I feel like if you're going to do that digital interaction, you really still have to hone in on expertise and giving your, the people behind the chat desk um, the right tools and resources to be able to help customers online. Even if the whole thing takes 15 minutes because you're typing instead of 10 minutes as if you were talking, it still is very helpful when you're not in a setting where you can just hop on the phone and have mm-hmm. a long phone call. But even more than just like a, a chat um, integration on your website, doing things, you know, I actually am the opposite of you, Taylor. I shop online like 90 three percent of the time for everything um, just because I don't have time so it's usually like you know what I need this this, and this on my lunch break I'm just going to order it online and have it shipped to my house because so many places offer free shipping now which is amazing Mm -hmm. and I just don't have to worry about it I don't have to drive an hour to go to some store that you know and rush to get home and blah 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 so I shop online a lot and when uh, just recently I placed an online order from a boutique brand that was, I found out was based in California and I ordered online and when I got it in the mail, they had written me a hand written and signed note that said, thank you for your order. If you have any questions or any problems, please let us know. Call me at this number. And it was just a signed little cute card. And I thought that was really great because it reminds you like, hey, this is a real customer service person uh, writing to you and, you know, offering their help and support if you need it, um, which is a time savings for you. If you if you do, you don't have to, you know, call customer service and wait on hold and then mm-hmm. try to figure out your problem, that kind of thing. It's just those little personal touches that help people remember, like, there are real great employees providing good customer service, even if you're in an online setting. Yeah, I mean... 
getting a handwritten note from anybody, I feel like, is a, right. rarity, <laughs> as a rarity. Yes, that's true. So, especially when you shop from somebody, those kind of things do mm-hmm. stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about the importance of customer service for every business. Um, so I wanted to kind of wrap up by talking about, hopefully if you're a business listening, you have deduced, if I don't have a customer service plan, I probably need to start working on one. So where do you even start? And if you're just trying to get something going, what are the essential pieces? Because you could right. always do mm-hmm. like the Disney experience, mm-hmm. which is like above oh, and beyond, yeah, yeah. give you a bed for your stuffed animal. Yeah. But that's not realistic as a starting point. Right. So what are, what are the basics? That's a good question. So you should probably apply to Undercover Boss first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know if that show is still on or not, but... Um, I feel like that was the ultimate, like, customer service test Mm -hmm. um, was that show. But anyways, I would really start by evaluating, no matter how long it takes you. If it's a couple weeks or if it's a three-month process where you're, you know, hire a consultant or you do a survey to come in and really evaluate your uh, customer service, you know, where you're at now, where you should be, that kind of thing, Um, what you're doing well, where you can improve, um, all those things, um, no matter what that looks like, just begin with evaluation. And uh, the second thing I would say is once you've been able to digest all that evaluation and then weigh that against what really is op- operationally feasible, you create your plan. Um, whether that's doing away with some outdated policies that are causing problems or implementing a whole new level of you know, customer service opportunities for your employees to implement, it is probably going to be multi-level mm-hmm. um, and include all kinds of different, you know, lines of communication from your frontline staff to the people who are either on the phones or behind your website to just, you know, even internal communications. Um, really work or spend time on that plan um, and then of course, implement. Um, like we talked about earlier on, training your team is really important and, and making sure that they understand the importance of their buy-in. If they are not enthusiastic about, you know, improving customer service or new customer service opportunities or even sharing their ideas, then you know, they may not be either in the right position or they may not be right for your company because that should always be the number one thing in someone's mind. Like, how am I providing good customer service in my job today? So implement would be number three. Number four would be uh, communicate. People, a lot of companies do this, but just communicating your customer service and what that looks like. So you may have one key message about your commitment to customer service that's very distinct and specific. Like at such and such company, our customer service goal is to X, Y, Z. And then that's kind of the the pyramid approach. Like that is what everyone at your company should strive to provide to customers, and that's what customers can expect you to provide to them. And then from there, that includes the rest of your plan, um, how you achieve that one specific customer service goal. 
and then you know just repeat keep doing it um, you may have to evaluate customer service uh, trends and feedback and things like that every year or even sooner every six months um, it's really a constant evaluation period so that you can you know shift things if you need to or make changes on the fly to really ensure that you're providing the best possible customer service. Absolutely. And I think to kind of go off of that, there are policies that you can implement that aren't necessarily interaction based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are decisions that you can make as company leadership on the front end. So things like price matching or Mm -hmm. your willingness to waive shipping, like I mentioned, or um, the deals that you offer or creating a rewards program, mm-hmm. all of those things are customer-centric and fall under the purview of customer service and make it a better shopping experience for your customers. So um, I challenge you over the next couple of weeks to think about the places that you frequent as a customer, whether that's the place where you, like Lauren, buy your hand lotions and <laughs> face wash. Um, I love Lush, and I think they do a great yes. customer experience. And yes. so... Finding those companies that you really love the experience that they provide and then working to emulate those. So maybe it's hard to find a way to make your tire company more like Disney, but there are small things that you can do that greatly improve the experience for your customers. Yes. So I want to give one quick shout out. Yeah. They'll never hear this, but (laughs) everyone in this office knows I'm a gigantic fan of chicken salad chick. And the very first Mid-South location to open was an Olive Branch, about 10 minutes down the road from me. And I have to give them a huge shout out because their customer service is always wonderful. I really love the simple yet effective programs they have in place for customers. They have a reward, you know, loyalty rewards program. But also, I really love the giving card that they offer. The 2020 giving card, I'm sure, is probably coming out in a couple months, maybe late November or December. But it costs $5, and all the proceeds from the giving card goes to a local um, nonprofit organization near that um, Chicken Salad Chick location. And you get... A different deal every single month and the very first deal um, of the year usually more than makes up for the five dollars so it really is just a simple awesome customer service program that really I think creates loyalty and loyal customers and coming back to chicken salad chick because it makes people feel good to be able to do something like that and know that they're giving back locally, but also just have the benefit of getting discounts and little perks throughout the year. So that's one reason I love Chicken Salad Chick, aside from the fact that their chicken salad is the best ever. Every time I go in there, the employee is just over the top amazing to deal with and um, very customer service focused. And just last week I went in there and the person that took my order was so nice and just, 
I just want to give a big shout out to Aiden at the Olive Ranch Chicken Salad Check. <laughs> well, Aiden, if you're listening, thank you for helping Lauren with her uh, Fancy Nancy. What? Yep, probably. Probably was Fancy Nancy. Awesome. Her classic hair on one of those. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. And thank Thanks. you for tuning in to episode one of season five of Off the Rock on the Record. Keep listening. We're going to be talking about a number of different things related to customer service from online reviews to crisis management to how to translate your customer service on social media. So stay tuned. We've got a a number of wonderful guests coming up. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating that helps us reach more people. And if you have any questions or things that you'd like to hear us talk about related to communication or public relations, you can leave a comment on our SoundCloud page and I will take a look at those. So thanks so much for listening and we hope you'll tune into the next episode.